This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. I have with me today my co-host, Chris Knudsen, and in today's episode, we're going to break down the recent event that we threw, the Engineering Career Success Summit that we just threw in Washington, D.C. a few weeks ago. And actually, we also have another special guest with us, Sky Coleman, who actually was an attendee at the event, and he's going to join us as well to kind of give us a, an attendee's perspective of the event and some of the, his takeaways that he can share with you and hopefully you can implement some of these strategies we're going to dish out on this one today. So before we get into the main segment of our show and jump right into this breakdown, I want to just offer a brief word from today's episode sponsor. If you work for a company that has a group of engineers needing to take the FE, PE, or SE exams, PPI offers special corporate courses either on-site at your location, in an online classroom, or on-demand. I'll have more information about PPI's corporate courses a little later on in the show. Chris, why don't you give us a quote here that will take us right into our main segment so we could jump into this event. Yeah, you bet, Anthony. I'm uh, totally invigorated about today's, uh, today's topic. So let's, uh, let's get kick off with this quote here. It's going to be, uh, all the time and effort put into networking can be all for naught if there is no follow-through. The same goes for sales and leadership and, well, everything. And that one's from uh, Beth Ramsey. I think that, uh, that sets the sage for... Uh, for the talk that we're going to have about today, because I think the summit was all about all about networking, right? Amongst a lot of other things. What do you think, Anthony? Absolutely. I think you're dead on. I think it was all about networking. It was all about connections. It was all about getting different strategies or tips or new processes that you can implement in your career. But the bottom line is, is that there's, if there's no follow-through, then nothing's going to happen. I think we noticed that in pretty much a lot of the stuff we do with coaching, training, speaking. I could speak to literally a thousand engineers in a room. I could talk to them for an hour and 999 of them go back to their office and do absolutely nothing. And one person can implement some things and follow through. That's the key. So with that, let's jump right into the main segment. All right. So first things we want to do here in the main segment is first of all, welcoming our guest for today, Sky who's an electrical engineer. Sky's been a pretty active member of our Institute for Engineering Career Development, our, our membership community for a while now. And he's been to quite a few of the events that we've thrown. And, you know, we're just, we invited him in because we want perspective from an attendee in this event. Sky, welcome aboard. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what we're going to do in this segment today is we're, we're going to kind of go around here and we're each going to give you some of the takeaways from the event and hopefully pass some advice along from the speakers. We had amazing speakers and the attendees were so interactive that we want to give you some of the advice that the speakers gave out. And then at the end of the show in our Take Action Today segment, we're going to kind of distill what we've each given you into one action that then you can take and hopefully literally turn around and use today in your engineering career, whether it's a ritual, a piece of advice, a process, whatever the case may be. The show notes for today's show are going to be located at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash ECSS 2015. That stands for Engineering Career Success Summit. 
The show notes will contain a summary of the points that we're going to lay out here today, as well as links to any resources, websites, any books we mentioned during the show. And again, that's engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash ECSS2015. And before I hand it over to Chris and let him kind of dive in here first, I just want to briefly just talk about the event in general. This is an event that I put on Kickstarter maybe, geez, nine months ago because there's a lot of events out there for engineers. A lot of them are heavily on the technical side. They might sprinkle in some career development stuff, some personal development stuff. But I had this idea of creating an event that was focused solely on the professional personal development for engineers, the business skills, the networking skills, the leadership skills, the communication skills. And so that was kind of right when Chris and I started talking and you know getting together and starting doing stuff. So Chris was on board with that and he helped me along the way. And then our community, the Institute for Engineering Career Development, was very helpful and supportive with the Kickstarter campaign, and really the whole thing kind of just came together. And this is something we want to do on an annual, uh, every year we're going to do this from this point on. Next year we're actually going to do it in New Orleans, and we'll get some info out on that soon. But the bottom line is, is that we thought it went very well, and the feedback was awesome. And it was feedback basically from engineers saying, you know, the cool thing about this was that I could kind of open up a little bit about some of my weaknesses, but also talk about strengthening some of my strengths. And that's kind of what we really wanted. We wanted to create the atmosphere where people can come in and say, I don't know how to do business development, but I'm open to learning and we've got some of the best experts here to teach you. And so just wanted to kind of set the stage and frame out the event a bit. And now let me kick it over to Chris. We'll let him run through some of his takeaways and then we'll, we'll get into Sky and then I'll, I'll come back and, and close it out. Yeah. Hey, Anthony, thanks a lot. It was an awesome event. I've had the opportunity over the last, I don't know, couple decades to attend quite a few different uh, different conferences and sessions. And just like you said, I mean, I've been to a lot of, a lot, especially the professional technical ones. And and you get every once in a while, you get like this like great session by somebody talking about, you know, about light design or business development. But uh, but obviously, you and I have talked a lot about this, and our, our focus was trying to get a some type of event, in this case, the seminar that, that focuses entirely 100% on it. So it was a, I, I think it was awesome. So hopefully, hopefully, Sky, you say the same thing, right? <laughs> we get over to you. <laughs> so uh, I think what I'll do is I'll share, I've got about four takeaways. And a lot of this information is going to end up in the, uh, in the show notes afterwards. So if you're listening to this in the car, or sitting in your cubicle, don't worry about having to, you know, hurry up and jot down all these, uh, you know, all this information because we're going to provide a lot of this stuff for you in the show notes. Because the first one that I'm going to I'm going to throw out is books, and I'm only sharing like a like a small sample of the listing of books that I that I wrote down from literally the the two days of of discussions with different people. I actually have a much longer list, so when the list actually goes up on the show notes, I'll include all of them. In our last episode, we talked about, and I think, Anthony, I think it was you with your morning ritual of adding in like this five-minute reading practice on the front end of, uh, you know, the front end of your day. So if you listen to the last podcast about the, uh, or one of the previous podcasts about the, uh, about the reading ritual, this is some information that you can tap into. So some of the books that I picked up, and that you might want to add into your reading list if you don't already have them is, uh, I'll just read through these titles here. The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, awesome book. Four-Hour Workweek, Leaders Eat Last, Start With Why, Good to Great, Drive, Do Lead. 
I mean, there's these books were awesome, and I think Anthony, you probably picked up a whole bunch of them as well as you went along, right? Yeah, I've got a bunch of them too. I, I won't get too much into them here. We can list them in the show notes. That's one of those things where that's just another takeaway. You can go and read a bunch of books. So even on top of all the direct takeaways, the books are just you know a lot of future development work. They're huge, and a lot of those books came from. There were some of them that came from the uh, from participants, but a lot of them came from members that we had that were that were supporting us on the panels or some of the other you know the speakers that were there. So they all brought a lot of a lot of perspective and a lot of a lot of background. It was clearly evident. One of the takeaways I'm going to share at the end and take action is that you've got to be out there reading. And, and a lot of the people that, that were there who are established and successful engineers in their career are doing a lot of reading. So uh, that, that's the reason we ended up with all these books. The second takeaway that I, that I picked up was communications is king. I mean, we've talked a lot about communication during the seminar. We talk a lot about communications in the, uh, in the podcasts, on the, uh, you know, on the blogs that we've got. You know, one of the comments that I picked up from one of the panelists, especially during the project management communications panel, was that email, and this was about email, that email is a monologue and that two monologues don't make a dialogue. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that, that that's so right. A lot of us default back to using email as the way that we communicate with people all the time. And for me, it was an obvious comment. And sometimes I'm even guilty of this, where I just jump in to send an email back and forth to people. And it's really, it's just a monologue. It's not a dialogue. What he was really getting at was, was the best way for communications is to, if you're going to have an issue that's got to be solved, pick up the phone and make a phone call. So I think that was, that was just a golden takeaway. A lot of people were uh, writing this thing down, but I personally took that away as, uh, as one of my, uh, one of the items that I need to be thinking about. Chris, I just yeah. want to inject something real fast there. One of the actual things that when we were talking about the email and going back and forth is uh, one of the panelists actually shared that whenever an email goes back or forth more than twice, they stop emailing and they just get on the phone and they actually start to talk to people. Because once you're going back and forth, there's so much miscommunication that's happening that actually having a conversation is just so much better, even if you have to call 10 people. Yeah, you know, Sky, that that's that's absolutely huge, and you're absolutely 100% correct on that one. I something that I mean, this is a tactic, not not to go too far off the segue here, but but to get out of that that do loop. There's different programs and software that you can download and install, especially with with Gmail. And there's a couple different programs you can install if you run the Mac, and I think probably the same thing on the PC that allow you to delay sending the email so that you purposely get out of having having that dialogue um, through email. But, but you're absolutely right. If you're going to end up getting into a dialogue on email, you might as well pick up the phone um, because it's going to be a lot better. One, one of the other huge ones, and this was, this was really on the front end. Anthony, you, you did this, you know, this was right in the information about the, when we did the Kickstarter, when you started that Kickstarter, which was this whole concept of seller-doer. So we, we touched... And I think this was the first time that we really kind of we kind of touched into the whole business development realm. We had a panel on business development, had a number of experts who are out, out in the industry right now that are doing business development. And I took four what I'll call takeaways, key takeaways from that business development panel. Those were first that you know integrity is key, that you've got to really be completely 100% trustworthy. You've got to be upfront with all your clients, and every single person that was on that panel just just hammered home this that integrity is the number one thing that you've got to have if you're going to be successful in business development. 
The second was was taking care of your clients. And I mean, it seems like kind of an obvious, I think, thing, it, you know, as I think about it, that, you know, you're going to be taking care of your clients if you're in business development. But what they really got into was it's really life cycle. So it's not only just developing and building relationships through networking, but it's being with your clients all the way through the entire life cycle of, of a project execution and then beyond. I mean, it's, you're, you're literally developing this relationship with them that goes beyond delivering whatever the project is. One of the other ones is being confident, being yourself, not trying to be somebody that you're not, because that, that really actually ties back into the first one, which is integrity, because if you're trying to pretend that you're somebody that you're not, it's just not going you know, to come across correctly. And then the final one was that it's about them. It's about the client, not you. When you're, when you're entering into any kind of a discussion and trying to develop a relationship with someone, specifically with the intent of trying to trying to push forward your firm's services, it, this isn't about you. I mean, yeah, you're interested in trying to win the work and get the project, but it's really, at the end of the day, you're providing a service to enable your client to achieve whatever strategic objective it is that they're after, whatever it is that they need to have happen. It's always about them. And then there was a bonus that I that I picked up from one of the panelists. He's been in the A in the architectural engineering construction industry for like over forty years, and uh, and just was absolutely, I mean, just I think a, a goldmine of expertise and wisdom. He he threw out and this was had to be on the topic of architectural engineering work. And he said, he really at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's all about you find it, you do it, you bill it, and you collect it. That was his four step work cycle for an engineering firm. And I think we could probably do an entire episode on, on every one of these takeaways. What do you think? Yeah, I think that the one that I'll really just kind of jump onto is the one where you said it's it's about the client, not you, which I think is important. I think it's one of the biggest mistakes that people make in selling, whether it's their company, business development, selling themselves in a, in a job interview. Everyone goes into these sales type atmospheres and they just want to say like, we can do this. We served all these clients. We won these awards. We did this. I did that. I did this. But the bottom line is they don't care. They care about what can you do for them. So you need to go in there and say, listen, we've got a lot of expertise. What exactly are you looking for? What exactly would you, how would you like to see this project pan out? Well, you know, I'd like to see X, Y, Z. Oh, that's great because we've got the resources to do that. And in fact, this is how we, we could potentially do it. I think that's key. I think that's like a huge takeaway. I mean, if someone just came to any kind of conference and took that away and started implementing that, I think it changes all of your dynamics. So that's kind of my add on there. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And and I'll throw out another book and we'll make sure this one's uh, linked in the uh, show notes, but uh, a book worth checking out if you're at all interested in this whole, this whole business development area of interest. It's by uh, Jim Rogers. And it's called Win More Work, How to Write Winning AEC, Architectural Engineering Construction Proposals, he really gets into the nitty-gritty details on client, on, on developing and writing and, and communicating everything that you say in the parlance and from the perspective of the client. It's not about you. It's always about, about the other person. I think there's a further takeaway from this and that it really kind of comes down into how we have our interactions with other people. One more takeaway here that I want to share and then I'll, I'll keep the other one for the, uh, for the take action segment. But uh, one of the other ones I took away from the discussion was an improvement. You know, so overall, one of the themes of the, of the entire summit was, was really about improvement, improving either our ability to bring value to our firms, our clients, other people, 
or our, ourselves professionally and personally. And, you know, for Anthony, for you and I, it's, you know, it's improving the event itself. We have like, what, four pages worth of lessons learned, areas for improvement that we want to take, you know, take action on to make next year's event even better. Right. So it was always about improvement. And we just had a lot of discussions about that all around. And uh, overall, I, I think the, the best part of it was just this opportunity to, to link up with members from the, from the uh, Institute for Engineering Career Development, Sky, like yourself, an opportunity to see you again, and then to link up with uh, all the panelists and the speakers. It was uh, really, quite frankly, it was one of the best conference-type events that I've, I've been to in my, uh, my career. Let's kick it over to Sky now, and we'll get kind of a, an attendee's perspective, and I'd like to hear what Sky has to say, some of his takeaways. Yeah. So actually, this was, uh, for everybody who's listening out there, this was actually my second event that I've gone to with Anthony. And this one by far and away blew away the last one. I mean, I learned something from every single session that I went to. I mean, there were three different panels from business development to project management to becoming a partner or an owner in a firm. And as someone who's at the point in my career where I'm looking at moving forward, the ability to to gain insight from people who are out there doing this every day, who have been in my shoes in the past and have successfully moved where I want to go. It's just incredible to get little insights from them, be able to connect with them. And, you know, I told Anthony the other day that one of my best conversations that I had was actually just kind of a 10 minute little coffee break in between one of the panel sessions. I'll get into that in here in a little bit. I just kind of wanted to start off some of my takeaways, uh, just kind of starting off from, from the very beginning there on Friday, our uh, keynote Jonathan Fanning uh, shared some very interesting uh, feedback tools that I've actually started using since I got back to the office this last week. And maybe you won't use all of these, but there were, there were three ones that he kind of asked that you can talk to if you're working with people or if you're going into a meeting with your boss or anything else. The first one was what worked and what if. So what things that you're doing right now or what things on this project that you did worked well and what things, if you change them, would possibly be even better? So that, that's a real simple one. Uh, the next one was stop, start, and continue. And it's real simple, kind of follows the same sort of path. It's what things right now should we stop? What should we start doing? And what things should we continue doing? It's completely amazing. And, and that little key takeaway can really gain you a lot of experience as you're moving forward. The last one was how are we doing? On a one to 10 basis, how are we doing right now? And what can we do that would actually take us to 10? And I think if, if you ask your team members, people who you're working with on a project, anybody who's working for you, or even your boss, next time you have a review, any of these three questions, I think you're going to be amazed at the results. And I think you'll be able to grow tremendously as an individual. Kind of stepping away from that a little bit. One of the, the other great things that I learned is engineers, people, everybody in general, were horrible at multitasking. One of the things that they were talking about is that when people have accidents that are related to texting while driving, it's not actually while they're texting. It's in the 10 seconds following when they're texting. And that right there kind of speaks to how hard it is for us to switch back from one task to another. So, you know, staggering projects so that your teams can actually effectively move from one project to another is important. And if you actually split up your day and schedule your important tasks in that day, 
and leave these small other portions of your day for email and for some of the other things, you could be a lot more effective. And I've started doing that. And even in just the last couple of days that I've been in the office, it's had a great impact. I'm getting a lot more things knocked off the to-do list than I ever have before. Scott, hey, I'll just interject here. You know, you, you mentioned that point that, uh, that was, you know, came up during Fanny's talk. I, I was I actually worked on that note as well. Something that I also think is interesting is that I've uh, picked this up from uh, Michael Hyatt probably a, a few months ago now off of one of his podcasts, and it kind of talks to this whole multitasking piece, but it comes down to your scheduling and always scheduling uh, white space. He calls it margin in your schedule so that if you've got meetings that are like kind of Traditionally, we like, to, we like to stack our meetings back-to-back, mm-hmm. but instead of stacking them back-to-back, making sure that there's like a 15, a minimum 15, more likely a 30-minute break between meetings specifically so you have the ability for your brain to completely shut off from whatever it was you were talking about previously and then get prepped up for the next one. It's, it's sort, of a, you know, sort of like this break from multitasking. Awesome point. Yeah, that's great. What else you got, Sky? One of the other things that I had, and this is something that I, I think everybody needs to do, and I did it immediately when I got back. I turned off my Outlook pop-ups. No longer do I have this thing that keeps popping up telling me what's coming on and, hey, there's a new email. Hey, here's something else to look at. It kind of goes back to that idea of you know multitasking and everything else. So I turned those off immediately, and I'm no longer distracted almost constantly. And even, I don't know if, if, if many people out there work at a larger company, but I actually, we have Link at our company. I have my yeah, Link at, on Do Not Disturb about half the day. <laughs> like, I just, I don't even give people a chance to get, to get a hold of me. And the rest of the day, it's always on busy. So typically people will call if they actually need something. One of the other things that I learned was uh, Ari uh, Tinkoff from BRNA talked about when we're looking for some strategies to be a better communicator or a networker, you need to actually focus on seeing what you actually look like when you're doing it. So that means practicing looking in the mirror, focus on your body language and your eye contact. One of the things when people go to these events, especially if it's like a social a happy hour or something like that, there's always food and there's always drink and stuff. So people will put one handful of food and the other handful of a drink, and then they have no ability to shake somebody's hand or hand out a business card or do anything like that. And you shouldn't be shuffling like that. One of the best things that you can do is keep it to one or the other. Either have a drink in your hand or either have food in your hand, but always leave a free hand to be able to shake someone's hand, hand them your business card. And make sure that you can interact and, and truly connect with those people who are there because that's the reason why you're at these events. Thanks for that. I'm going to jump in now and I'll, I'll close it out, give some of my takeaways, and then we'll jump into the last segment. We'll each give you one real actionable kind of advice takeaway. I'll try not to overlap these guys. As far as John Fanning, who was our keynote speaker, I love the stuff that Sky said. That stop, start, continue thing is amazing. What I had written down a couple things from John's talk was focus and feedback. And that ties right back into what Sky was talking about. Leaders are able to focus on something, but they're not blind to getting feedback from their team and asking questions. And the other uh, statement that John Fanning made that I thought was awesome was he said, as a leader, clarity is important and greatness can often be described in one sentence. So for example, you would remember FDR by saying FDR led the US out of the Great Depression, period. That's kind of one sentence that really 
talks about a, a lot of what FDR did kind of and and so it makes you think about like if you're a leader like what is your one sentence like you know how are people saying John did this or Mary did this and that was what they did for this company or for their career or whatever the case may be so I thought that was kind of a, a big point then we had Dr. Zach Schaefer who's been on the podcast before he talked about how successful people communicate and one of the things that a couple quick takeaways from him is he said that successful people leverage their environment in their communication efforts, which was interesting, meaning like everything around them, the physical environment, you know, the, the tools that they're using. And one example he gave us was a round table is much better than a square table for interaction because no one really takes sides. Everyone's kind of around the table. So he had some slides and he had some interesting, interesting examples on, you know, how he's successful people communicate based on, on his studies. So that was interesting. Clementina Esposito, who spoke, she was excellent. We're going to definitely have her on the podcast. She talked a lot about like branding yourself and, and who you are. And she said something that was kind of along the lines of, I think, Chris, a little bit about, it's not about you, but she was saying, understand who your audience is, which will allow you to really communicate a powerful message. So whether it's your LinkedIn profile or you're pitching something to a client or you're trying to interview for a job. You need to understand that audience really well so that you can really communicate your message. So that was a big takeaway from her. Joel Irway also talked about your value as an engineer. The one takeaway that he kind of gave, which you know, was also, he was relating it back to Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, was that humans typically want to associate with people that they like. And I think sometimes we get so tied up in the projects, the schedules, all the stuff, we forget that we got to communicate with people and we've got to get a message across to them and be able to relate with people. So that was a good takeaway. And then two last ones, one from the panel, again, from Ari Tinkoff. Ari just dropped a ton of value bombs. I mean, I got so many like one-liners from him and I was only on one panel with him. But the one thing that he said that really was awesome in the ownership partnership panel was ownership does not equal leadership. And when he said that, I mean, that really drives home a great point. Is that just because someone's an owner of their own company, a partner in a company, doesn't mean that they're a leader. I think that's good from a lot of perspectives. One, because maybe if you're not the leadership type, it doesn't mean you can't be a partner or owner. But also, I think if you're looking up to a partner in a company or maybe he's a supervisor or something, that person just may not be a good leader. It's not automatic. Like when they make you a partner, it doesn't mean they're making you a leader. So, I thought that that was an awesome point. He kind of just dropped out there and I was like, wow, that kind of blew me away. And then the last point I'll say, which tied in with Chris's last one was just constant like improvement. You know, like everyone was talking about improving and these were like people that were like 50, 60, 65 years old that have been doing this forever. And they're talking about books they read and they're talking about things that they do. And you're like, what are these people improving? They're, they're owning companies. They're, you know, they're huge. So it just goes to show you that People that are successful, and when I say successful, I mean, you know, they've achieved their goals. They're just improving. I mean, I spent about an hour and a half of my train ride home from the conference talking to Chris about next year's event. And we were kind of like, you know, we kind of said we should really stop for a day and kind of celebrate this one, which we probably didn't do enough. But the point is, is that we're just trying to, we just want to improve and make it better. And I think that's because of all the inspiration from the whole weekend of everyone just trying to improve. So, it also just goes to show you that when you associate yourself with these kind of people, which is the whole reason that we started the community, is it's just going to drive you to be better and continually improve yourself. I think that's kind of a big bottom line, Chris. Would you would you agree with that? I would agree 
1,000% with you. It's, I mean, it's absolutely, it's, it's pretty funny. We, just like you mentioned in that train ride back, that first phone call we had, we're just like, all right, immediately, you know, here's the checklist. We're kind of running through things for next year. What do we got to do? Who do we need to contact? What's, you know, what's the first step? When are we going to get going on this thing? And uh, I was completely inspired by, especially the panel members and definitely the speakers that we had. Everybody was focused 100% on what are things that you can do to improve yourself in your engineering career, in your life. Just absolutely huge. I think we've got a pretty good rundown here. What I want to do now is we're going to shift this episode into the final segment, which is the Take Action Today segment, so we can give you something real actionable to walk away with. All right, so as we jump into this Take Action Today segment, we've given you so much information already. You're probably, you know, your head might be spinning a bit, but we want to try to distill it down to a couple of actionable items so that you can, like Sky mentioned a few times, he went back to work already and he started doing things. So we want to try to give you some things to do. So before we give you these last pieces of advice for this episode, I'd like to offer another word from our sponsor of today's episode, PPI. On our podcast two weeks ago, I talked about PPI's review course for the FE, PE, and SE exams and how I think they're phenomenal. Well, PPI just launched a new corporate course program. If your company has a group of engineers looking to get licensed, PPI will deliver a course exclusively to your employees. With their dedicated corporate courses, you not only get a dedicated instructor, but you can decide when and where the course will be held. PPI can either send an instructor on-site to your location or set up an online classroom environment for your group. With online courses, you can access recordings of the lectures later, so there's added flexibility with your schedule. With a corporate course, PPI also provides exclusive volume pricing, student activity reporting, and fantastic customer service with a dedicated account manager. I personally think it's a great deal and a convenient way to get a group licensed all at once. To learn more, visit ppi2pass.com forward slash coach to find your special promo code. Again, that's ppi2pass.com forward slash coach. So I'm going to jump right in here. I'm going to start with the first piece of actionable advice. What I want you to do is ask yourself very simply, how can I increase my focus and feedback in my engineering career in my life? What is something that you can do today to increase your focus and also increase your feedback. So whether it's implementing some of the stuff Sky talked about, it could be one thing, it could be shutting off your Outlook notifications, it could be disabling your link for a certain period of the day, maybe it's in the morning, your productive hours. One thing, it's just doing one thing that's going to give you some of that margin, give you some of that space to be productive, to you know move towards your goals. And how do you get feedback? Do you go into your staff meeting? Do you start by saying, what can we stop? What can we start? What can we continue? Or do you say, what worked and what if? Whatever the case may be, I would just implore you to increase focus and try to get as much feedback as possible. Chris? Here's one thing that you might, might want to consider, and it's something that, uh, that you can implement tomorrow. I mean, or you can implement even later on after you listen to this, listen to this podcast. Find your way to overcome procrastination. I touched a little bit on this during the, uh, during the summit, but uh, really the main thing is, is that there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach that anyone or that even I can try to advocate to anybody on how to overcome procrastination, but, but there's a couple that immediately come to mind, and one of them is the frog method, 
which I think actually came from Brian Tracy. Um, and it's really, you know, what's the worst thing that you've got to do each single day and doing that immediately, like the first thing that you do, because everything after that is going to be infinitely easier. And then one of the other ones that, that I've personally brought into my life here recently, it's the Pomodoro technique, which I won't go into a whole lot of details here. We'll provide a link where you can go and read up about it. But essentially, it's a way to be able to bite-size major issues, major projects that you've got to do to an extent that you can break it up into, into bite-sized pieces and take it on. You know, and a variation on that is to simply pick whatever it is you're procrastinating on and then tell yourself you're only going to do it for five minutes, or maybe only for two minutes. I mean, I can't think of any task that any of us are going to do in our engineering career that we can't do for two minutes. And after a while... Two minutes aren't going to seem so bad, and maybe it grows to five minutes. So the bottom line is just find this way, whatever your way is, to surmount procrastination so you can take your engineering career to the next level. Sky, what are you thinking? What I'm going to share is something I think Jonathan's touched on in, in kind of his keynote there on Friday. And this is something that I started doing when you're dating, when you're in a meeting, when you're talking to anybody, when you're out networking or anything like that. Stop checking out. When you're actually with someone, you need to be with someone. You need to be engaging with them. You need to be talking with them. You need to be listening to them. You need to be asking questions. You know, your, your phone, your computer, all that stuff that doesn't exist. If you can actually focus on that and if you can, if you can work on being with somebody when you're there and being part of that moment, you're going to get so much more out of your job, out of your relationship and everything else. That's awesome, Sky. And Chris as well, both great points. And the last thing I want to say just about the event in general is that the event is built for you as an engineer to help you succeed and work in life. So if you want to help make the event better, so if you have ideas for next year that you want to see us implement and you're interested in coming down to New Orleans, please feel free to email me, afasano at engineeringcareercoach.com. Go to our website and go to the Ask Us page and put information in, reach out to me and Chris. We're building it for you as an engineer. That's what the event's all about. We got feedback from people last year through the Kickstarter campaign, and we're just going to keep taking your feedback and implementing it. We've already got ideas from people on Thursday. This year on Thursday afternoon, we did a small mastermind group. Chris and I facilitated for about eight engineers. We really dug into some of their challenges. Next year, we're thinking of expanding that to a whole day and doing different breakouts. Like we talked about, some of the women engineers at the event asked if we could have a small, like, women in engineering panel that we might have led by someone. So so the idea is we want to really cater the event to what you feel would be helpful for you in your engineering career. So reach out to us. We'd love to try to implement it. So Sky, thanks so much, man, for coming on with us for a few minutes today and, and sharing what you took away. It was awesome. Anthony, Chris, good talking to you guys as always. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. You can go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash ECSS2015. Get all the stuff we talked about summarized. Get links to all the books that we talked about. Plus, Chris will put the other books he didn't even mention in there so you have all the information in, in one spot. And until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.